Hey, it's Meatball. And Mark. And this is the Rocker Morning Show on demand from 107.7 RKR. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 107.7 RKR. Rocker Morning Show with Meatball. And Mark Frankhouse. Live from the Climax Solar Studios. How are you, Mark? Doing well, brother. Yeah. Yeah, almost here, almost the weekend. So I'm, it. like I said earlier, when we come in on Tuesday, it's my first day. Mm-hmm. It's like those first two days just fly by. So yeah. my, my brain's already in weekend mode. So well, and we like the the weird thing about like the holiday season, especially from like Thanksgiving until yeah. New Year, it's like short week, long week, long week, short week, long week, short week, yeah, short week. No <laughs> one, and then and then there's that week between New Year's and Christmas where nobody's here. Yeah, so you might as well not be there. So everyone's working like half days and stuff, and then it's a short week coming. Like it's there's been no consistency for almost two months. True. <laughs> So true. So now it's like, wait, I have to do the regular thing every single day. <laughs> this is not okay. I don't like normal. Wait a minute, you're telling me I gotta work five days a week? That's bull. Yeah, yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man, did you get up to anything last night? Do anything crazy? Nothing actually. I just, yeah. I yeah, I chilled. I had just crazy dreams the other night, so oh, I was yeah. just. My brain was, I've been playing the newest South Park game that came oh, out a couple yeah. of years, uh, the Fractured But Whole, <laughs> B-U-T-W-H-O-L. Right, right, right. And uh, it's like an RPG kind of thing. So I literally had a dream that was like that game. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy, dude. Given the title of that name, I'm glad you clarified exactly. a, l- a little more what the detail of <laughs> that dream might have been. <laughs> Um, I saw something really strange pulling into um, our apartment complex. For those that, that don't remember, Mark and I actually live in the same apartment complex at yeah. the moment. Um, I saw a car pulling in front of me, and I, I saw something on the back of it, and I thought it was, I couldn't really tell what it was. But it, when it pulled in in front of me, I got closer so I could kind of tell what it was. Th- who The owner of this vehicle put their own, what I'm assuming is their own name on the back of the vehicle, but they did it in like those golden black um, post office box uh, or, or uh, um, the things that ma- you put like for your address or yeah. like on a mailbox. So they're like a little oh crooked, you know, God. but they're like gold reflective, <laughs> you know, but they and they aren't even like next to each other or in line or anything. It's like somebody Ugh. just like grabbed them and they were just like stick, 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 stick. So they're just kind of like they're in order, but they're all over the place. I was like, how crazy do you get at parties that you have to identify your vehicle with your name on the back of it? Yeah. What was the guy's name? <laughs> I, I'm not going to throw him under the bus. Um, and truth be told, I can't remember the whole thing. I don't, I don't want to throw his name under the bus. What was his first name? Um, I believe it was like, uh, I want to say it was like Steve. It was something very generic, <laughs> Steve or Frank or, or something, something very generic like that. <laughs> Um, I do remember the last name. That's the name I remember because it stuck out. But I'm again, I'm not going to throw him under the bus. Um, but yeah, if you see, a, a, it was a white car with like <laughs> mailbox stickers on the back of it. Yeah. Like, where are you going that all the cars are the exact same that you have to identify your vehicle by putting your name on the back of it? I don't want anybody to know which car is mine. <laughs> I'm not right. trying to do I, that. I want to blend in, you know. If for some reason I do end up in a high-speed chase situation, like I see enough black Nissan Frontiers out there that I can kind of slip into traffic and disappear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, you might see it in our in our complex uh, somewhere around there. Um, I've noticed like there's some weird things that people do to their vehicles around here. 
um, when I was staying at uh, the hotel when I first moved here, yeah, there was a white car in the parking garage for a couple of weeks, um, and it it looked like an art project. There were blue handprints all <laughs> over it. And it wasn't like somebody dipped their hand in the blue paint and then put their hand on the car. It's like they put their hand on the car and then either spray painted blue paint over their hand or like used a brush or a roller and then painted over their hand That's wild. on the car. And it was all over the car. It was all over the car. Um, there was some kind of like message or something written in the back window, but it was just, I was just like, what is, what is going on? Like five-year-olds drawing on vehicles with like Sharpies and stuff. I've yeah. seen that, you know, you can explain that like, oh, my, my toddler got a hold of the, the markers and that's what happened. Yeah. This, I don't know. It even looked like some of the hands weren't, they were like in gang signs. Oh my God. It's not good. No, you don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Like oh my god I right, people do some weird things to their cars man i i like mine simple i don't like putting people that put stickers all over their cars too i don't get that have you seen the big red vehicle yet the big red vehicle like yeah. like the stick of gum big red yeah well no no oh. um there's another word i just don't know if i can <laughs> actually say it okay uh it is a red vehicle. Okay. It is a, it belongs to a, a woman. Okay. Who is a fan and okay. is openly comfortable okay. about her enjoyment of consensual <laughs> lovemaking. Okay. And anybody who knows what I'm talking about knows this vehicle because it is littered with stickers that like, hey, I love doing this thing. In all sorts of ways, involving all sorts of things. And I'm like, wow, this person is just coming right out with it. I mean, at least they're being honest with who they are, man. I'll show you this picture. It's on my Instagram. Okay. I was thoroughly impressed with this person's comfort levels. All right. I mean, at least they're very direct with it. That guy with the banana right. car, that's a little more subtle, you know, but... Uh... I mean, if you're into it, that's good advertising. <laughs> Kelvin's News Rock Station 1077 RKR Rock and Morning Show with me, Paul. And Mark Frankhouse. Live from the Climax Solar Studios. Potentially uh, scary situation happened. Oh, no. The other day. Okay. Well, what people thought was a scary situation in Muskegon ended up not being a scary situation. In fact, it ended up kind of being funny. Okay. Uh, All right. Break this down. I love it when things that are supposed to be horrifying turn out to be hilarious. Uh, if you're from the Muskegon area or you're near there a couple days ago, you noticed the um, heavy police presence going down at the UPS. There's okay. bomb squad and everything. I got you. Okay. All right. There was no bomb. Oh, okay. It was a fish finder. Oh, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> How it was April the 1st. So, there's a lady who posted in the Muskegon Informed page that said, I have to, I have, and she posted anonymously. She's like, right. I just have to clarify a situation that happened yesterday. <laughs> Had a lot of people worried. Okay. So, she said her husband went to the UPS store to send a package to his friend out of state. Uh -huh. It was a homemade box for a fish finder used for ice fishing. So, it looked a little shady. Okay. And... She said he's in there at least once a month, so we didn't think much of it. 
She said fast forward two hours later, he gets a call from the police telling him to come to the store and explain what it is because the employees called it in as a bomb. So he drove over there immediately. Uh, the surrounding businesses were evacuated and the parking lot was cleared out. Holy cow. And he drove up, explained it to him, and then showed them what it was. And the cops just kind of laughed so about the whole thing. He walked up and he went, homemade box. Homemade box. Yeah. Not homemade bomb, homemade box. Well, I made the box. They didn't know what was in the box. Right. And because the box was homemade, it looked really Real shady. Sketchy, and they were yeah. they were worried. So he drove up, explained to them what it was. And the cops really just, they kind of laughed about the misunderstanding um, and asked the UPS to send it out. So that's all that happened. Because um, there were a lot of rumors going around that there was a shooter or somebody left an empty box outside of the store. <laughs> what? So that's, oh my God. So those allegations turned out to be a bunch of abalone. And it was just a huge miscommunication um, on, on the part of the husband. So okay, it was worrying others in the community. They felt bad about it. Sure. Uh, they weren't steamed at all at the UPS employees. <laughs> um, it appeared to be odd, the package, but yeah, yeah, there was yeah. nothing wrong with it. Um you know, that is to say that they have no anchor towards them. But what could have been a real bad situation ended up just being a fluke. No! It's not like they mistook the package on porpoise. She drank a lot. I said, what's your sign? Why do we subject ourselves to this? Meatball needs to get tanked right about now. I mean, at least it was, it's, it's good news. It turned out just to be a red herring. Yeah. It's time to turn up your dials and tune out the traffic because we're playing The Daily Five on The Rocker Morning Show. Testing the mental magnitude of your favorite morning monkeys on the radio. And now, your hosts for The Daily Five, Meatball and Mark Frank House. It is the Daily Five where Mark and I ask each other questions. The other one answers. Today, I'm asking the questions. Mark is answering. Mark, you got some help on the line. From Leroy. What's up, brother? Well, not much. Hopefully, you do all right. Hey, I believe it, man. Okay, you and I got to get three out of the five questions right to get the point for today. And uh, if we do that, we're going to go up two to one for the week. So I say, if you're ready, mm-hmm. I'm ready. We get this bad boy started. I'm ready. All right, let's do it. Spinning that wheel. Question number one, this is science. Okay. Specifically animals. Okay? All right. What is the largest living fish today? Is it the blue whale, the whale shark, or the swordfish? Oh, wow. I would have to say the blue whale. Blue whale, whale shark, swordfish. What is the largest living fish today? Oh, okay. Yeah, the swordfish. Yeah, the whale's not a fish. The blue right. whale's the biggest mammal. I believe it's the yeah. biggest living animal, it's period. The biggest animal, but I'm going to say yeah. swordfish. I'm going to agree with Leroy and go with that. Saying the swordfish? Yep. You're correct. The blue whale is a mammal, yeah, mammal, not a fish, but the whale shark ah. is actually the largest living fish. Gotcha. Yeah, really? they, they, they still have gills and stuff. Yeah, uh, that's cool. interesting. <laughs> okay. Man, 
I tried tricking you, and I, you got tricked by something else. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Duly noted. Question number two. This is history. In 1967, which safety measure and device was introduced in Great Britain? Was it mandatory wearing of seatbelts and the introduction of seatbelts into vehicles? The airbag must be required in vehicles or the breathalyzer to measure blood alcohol content levels? Oh, wow. I would say the, the breathalyzer. Hmm. 1967, Great Britain. And that's mandatory in cars? Um, Not mandatory in cars, just like it's mandatory that it's a thing now. They they invented the device, and now it's a mandatory thing. So, like, gotcha. they, they had to check for blood alcohol content. They created the, the breathalyzer. They had to create safety in the vehicle, so you had to add the airbags. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Maybe it'd be the seatbelt. The seatbelt? Yeah. That was in the 60s, right? Yeah, 1967. Mm-hmm. I don't think they had airbags back then. Yeah, I don't know. That's a still had again. to do the dad and the driver's seat still had to do the arm thing to the passenger seat. Yeah, um, <laughs> which my dad still does to this day. It's it's why not? Yeah, at this point, it's a blind guess. Let's just go with the seatbelt. I think you're right. Going with seatbelts. Yeah, yep. It is actually the breathalyzer. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, that was my initial instinct. Yeah. Was the breathalyzer thing. The uh, the legal limits. <laughs> The legal limit in Great Britain is 80 milligrams per 100 milliliters. Ooh. I have no idea what that is in America. <laughs> I, I was going to do the math, and I was like, no, my brain aren't <laughs> All right, we got to bounce back, Leroy. All right, question number three. We're going with science again. Approximately how many times does a person blink in a single day? Is it 20,000, 40,000? Or fifty thousand times. Oh, How many times do you blink in a day, on average? I gotta be the low end of that. I can't imagine blinking fifty thousand times. What if you're a really flirty girl at the bar? Still, <laughs> let's go with the low end. I'm feeling the low end, Leroy. I think it's twenty thousand. Okay, I think it's forty or fifty, but we'll go with twenty. Going with twenty. 20 is correct. <laughs> I was going to say, that seems like a lot of blinking. Yeah, I think, though, if, if you are a flirty girl at the bar, I think it does go up to, like, 40 or 50. Yes, quite, quite possible. <laughs> All right, we got the one point. We got the one question. It's good. Question number four. This is history again. In 1923, which president started the tradition of the national lighting of the Christmas tree? Was it A, Calvin Coolidge? B, Warren G. Harding, or C, Woodrow Wilson? The year again was 1923. Is that during the Depression? Um, yeah. No, that was the Roaring Twenties. Roaring, yeah. I would just guess Harding. I don't know. Warren G. Harding. I really don't know that one. If, it, it's, it's, if you know, like, your presidents and your years, you know, it's pretty easy with 1923, but... I mean, I can barely remember who was president five years, ten years. Like, it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not like me. Right. What were the choices again? You had Calvin Coolidge, Warren G. Harding, or Woodrow Wilson. Coolidge don't even sound like a president. Yeah. He was, though. He these was are all three, all three of these are presidents. And oh, really? the, yeah. the first, I feel, 
I, again, it's a blind guess because I cannot remember who was the president. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Calvin mm-hmm. Coolidge. Calvin Coolidge? Yeah. I'm going with that, too. All right. Calvin Coolidge is correct. Yeah, baby. All right, All right hey. Leroy, We're back in the game, buddy. Cool. That was uh, very early on when you had, you know, electricity was starting to come out, so you're lighting Christmas lights on yeah. the tree. Can you imagine true. if they'd done it earlier with, like, candles and stuff, how long the lighting <laughs> would have lasted? <laughs> I got halfway done. <laughs> got halfway done, burn the tree down, and be like, yeah, we're not doing this again. <laughs> Final question. Got to get this one right for the points. This is general knowledge. Hmm. Marilyn Bell, long-distance swimmer from Canada, was the first person to swim across which great lake? Was it Lake Michigan, Lake Erie, or Lake Ontario? Mm. I'll I'll probably have to go with Lake Michigan. There was a clue. I don't know. I'll read it again for you. Mm. Marilyn Bell, Marilyn Bell, long distance swimmer from Canada. Yeah, was the first person to swim across which great lake? Lake Michigan, Lake Erie, or Lake Ontario? Maybe Ontario then. Yeah, I don't I know. Just, if you I, were if you were going to pick a lake to try and swim across. Which one would you pick? That's I mean, the, yeah. they all suck. I mean, they're, <laughs> they're yeah, exactly. awesome, but like, to swim across them, man, I would not be happy. Like, well, it was probably the smallest, right? The smallest? Yeah. Which, which one's the smallest? I don't I know if it likes really? Erie's I, the smallest. I feel like, regardless of like the clues or anything, my initial instinct, and so far, the questions I've gotten right and the ones I've gotten wrong, uh-huh. I've had an instinct. Okay. The moment I heard all the questions, uh-huh. it was Lake Michigan. And the reason why my instinct kicked in is because because she's from Canada, uh-huh. it would make sense that she would go to Lake Michigan. Because uh-huh. your initial reaction is, oh, it's either Ontario or Erie. It's right there. Right. Nah, go for the long run. Go for the go for the big boy. So I'm gonna yeah, stick that's with, I guess, yeah. I'm gonna stick with Michigan because that was my initial reaction. If we get it wrong, at least we got two that, answers. <laughs> that was my first thought too. Sounds good to me. Lake Michigan. Well, she was Canadian and uh, it was the Canadian Lake. Ontario is what she swam across. Oh, yeah. Twenty hours, fifty nine minutes. So just wow. under a day. 32 Yikes. miles to swim across Lake Ontario. That's insane. That's a stupid amount of time to be in the water. And a yeah. stu- long yeah, distance dude. swimming has to be the stupidest <laughs> hobby I think I've ever heard of. Yeah, no kidding. Well, uh, All right. Meatball yeah. going up two to one for the week. I got That's two right. answers. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you got to get at least three answers tomorrow. Right. If you only get two. We have our second ever tiebreaker determined right. by the listener yeah. tomorrow. So oh, this is going to come down to the wire again. Nice job with the questions. Absolutely. And Leroy, nice job helping That's me good. out today, man. You got a $20 gift certificate to Rock the Comics. Yeah, congratulations, Thank man. You so much. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 1077 RKR. Rock and Morning Show with me, Paul. And Mark Frankhouse. <laughs> Live for the Climax Solar Studio. I'm just reeling from that big loss I just took. <laughs> Can't believe you freaking got me on the ah. Yeah, you tricked me. 
Sorry about that. It's okay. I'm not it's part sorry. of the game, brother. Right. Uh, so I saw something interesting on MLive the other day. Yeah. And, and across the news, um, the Michigan DNR, Department of Natural Resources, is asking people to report sightings of any wild turkeys they see. And I have never... Shoot them. <laughs> I've never... Yeah, not shoot on site. Just, just you know, log on to their website and say, hey, I saw one. Um, but I had never heard of that before. I thought it was odd, so I started looking into it. Yeah. The short version of the story. Did you know that turkeys were nearly extinct in the state of Michigan at one time? Mm, no, I didn't. They had been hunted in Michigan to near extinction in the 1950s. Dude. And, the heck? and finally, around that time, the DNR said, no, stop. Hunt, you got to stop hunting turkeys for a Yeah, minute. that's pretty wild. <laughs> They're literally wild. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> This is where I need the rim shot button, but I think you told me not to put it in there. You you took <laughs> it away. Um, but yeah, they said in the 1950s, they were like, no, no, uh, stop hunting turkeys. We got to repopulate them. Otherwise, you're not going to have any to hunt. Right. So because and, and, and Michigan is unique because it's mostly surrounded by water. So like turkeys can't just migrate across state lines like they would in other states, you know, in, in, in the in the country. Yeah, they have to come across that southern line so because we hunted them nearly into extinction they weren't really crossing what is now like that i-8090 line in in indiana and ohio yeah and they just didn't come into michigan so uh i think it was 1954 the dnr went and bought 50 turkeys from the state of pennsylvania wow and released them in southwest michigan now, practically every line of turkeys in the state of Michigan likely has genetic ties to those turkeys released in Southwest Michigan in the 50s. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Mm -hmm. They um, they did introduce some other populations, kind of spotted them around from other places, but the majority of them were going to be those, those turkeys from Pennsylvania. Yeah. There's a population now... Of more than 200,000 turkeys across the entire state in every county in the Dang. lower peninsula and most of the upper peninsula counties. They reintroduced regulated hunting for turkeys back in 1964 once the population kind of bounced back. I was going to say that dating pool must have been really low there <laughs> for a while. <laughs> I mean, birds of a feather, you know, they're going to figure that out. Exactly. Let's, there's a different form of birds and the bees. Um, but yeah, every once in a while now, uh, the second part of that is the DNR will ask people um, to report any sightings of wild turkeys so they can kind of keep track of the numbers and locations and just make sure the population is still healthy. Um, and they called it one of the greatest wildlife conservation stories in the state of Michigan. That's wild. It's huge. Literally. Literally that's, wild. That's really crazy. Because, yeah, that would have been a travesty for Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. We would have had mm -hmm. to eat. Well, I guess there's enough alligators in, in Michigan now. We yeah. would have had to eat that instead. You, you know, just chew them. <laughs> chew them and chew them. But near extinction. <laughs> like, that was... that. The turkey was almost our national bird. You knew that, right? Yeah, if yeah. Ben Franklin had had his way, the turkey would have been our national bird, which makes more sense these days. Um, <laughs> but you, can you imagine that? No turkeys. None. My God! What would Tommy do in the fall? Ha! You know, like once he got his deer, uh. once he got his deer tags, he'd like just he'd, he'd just go sit up in his hunting blind with his son and just be like, "Well, I guess uh, I guess we can just look at nature and not shoot it." Boring. <laughs>
More of the Rocker Morning Show is next on The Rocker 1077 RKR. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 1077 RKR Rocker Morning Show with me, Paul. And Mark Frankhouse. Live from the Climax Solar Studios. Meatball, you've ever heard of the hashtag people of Walmart? Oh, yeah. I lived on that website for a long time. I loved, loved that website. Now, the website you might want to check out is Instagram. You're okay. already on it. Yep. And search the hashtag people of Meyer. People of Meyer. It is a thing. See, Come- I, I get a I get a more of a classy vibe from people of Meyer than I would for Walmart. You'd think. <laughs> you would no. think. If oh, you no. if you open up the Rocker app, you'll see it right there on the home screen. Hashtag people of Meyer. You gotta scroll through these, man. Oh, Let's just pull no. this up right off the rip. Uh, we got some invaders invading Meyer, I swear to God. <laughs> so the first picture here, it looks like Sasquatch on a riding scooter. <laughs> Scrolling down a little bit. Uh people. In the self-checkout, the 25 or lower, 12 items or less. Yeah. They have a stocked full cart. Like, the cart is overflowing. Yeah. And they're checking out in the self-checkout. Yeah, maybe they just can't count, you know? Uh, maybe they were yeah. really, really bad at math. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, scrolling down a little bit farther, this one's actually from an Ohio Meyer. Okay. I don't know what this guy's jacket is, if it's a giant sea turtle or Godzilla, but I kind of want it. <laughs> He was seen. Look at the two guys below that. They look like they rode in on horseback with <laughs> shotguns looking to rob a saloon. What? It's ridiculous. It, it, we, we got this article up on the Rocker app, the people of Meyer. Uh, again, somebody yeah. with like 50 items and a 20 items or less. There's Ebenezer Scrooge yeah. there from... Uh... Oh, my gosh. And like, the top hat and everything. Yeah, I like this one. It says restrooms, and it's just a wall. So it's like, yeah, you just run right through the wall, and it's on the right side. You can't miss it. Well, there, there, I mean, there are seats there. They're, they're the electric cards, so maybe, you know, they're yeah. special restroom cards. I there, don't know. That there's actually one from Kalamazoo. Oh, is there really? Uh, yeah, they, there's a dude. Uh, he's got a pretzel rod in his teeth like a cigar purchasing... A ton of isopropyl alcohol, muttering, gee, damn it, constantly. Oh, my god! Neil Hamburger's long-lost twin. <laughs> oh, th- oh, I hate this. Oh, the this, this shopping cart one. Yeah, somebody the- literally left a shopping cart Listen, on the outside of a shopping cart return rail. If you park at the very, very back of the parking lot, I get that it's a long ways away. You but got that being said, that. The, the cart is a long ways away. It's a way, it's a ways away from a bunch of other cars. I, now, I'm the one who will literally walk the cart back up to the thing no matter what. But right next to it, yeah. you can't put it in that hook. Oh, God, that makes my blood boil. So, like I said, open up the Rocker app. Look at this article. The people of Meyer. These are the most ridiculous people you're going to see all day. This guy is wearing this fur hat. I mean, that's a weird way to commemorate your dead dog. Oh, my. Just turn him into a hairpiece. God, we were talking about vehicles earlier. The one with all the stickers all over it. Yeah. So, How do you see out of that vehicle? I have no idea. I would hope that person is going into Meyer to buy... Like alcohol and a razor to scrape yeah. all those stickers off that vehicle because I too much accessories. You're going too far. That's just too much. That looks like a Hot Wheels car that I had when I was a kid. Exactly. And it's like the most used one that I had, but like 
I don't need a person in my Hot Wheels car to drive it. You know what the worst part about it is? What's that? It's a PT cruiser. Ah, gross. I bet somebody pooped on it. 107.7 RKR, Rocker Morning Show with me, Paul. And Mark Frank House. Fine for the Climax Solar Studios. Um, some apartments in town not having such a great time right now. The Kendall Off Main Apartments. Yeah. Not good. Allegedly. Allegedly not <laughs> in good shape. What's going on over there? Um, I guess they've been under fire before about how they've handled some things, but they're in deep right now with the residents. The uh, hot water heater recently recently went out for them, Ooh. which if it was during this past cold snap, you know, made things even worse. And initially nothing had really been done to fix it. Now... Everything is apparently just piled on and there's a sounding board across like a bunch of social media pages that's just dragging this place through the dirt. Yikes. Um, some posts on Reddit especially, they uh, downgraded the internet and Wi-Fi package in the building. So people are having issues just flat out connecting to the internet, which if you're working from home, you know, that's kind of an important thing to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the hot water heater thing, I guess, did finally get resolved after 11 days Place went without water for hot water for eleven days, um, and then they did replace the heater. But I guess it was only with a fifty-gallon what hot water heater for eighteen units. And I think one of the residents did like a check on building code and stuff. If you have eighteen units and like fifty people, you have to have up to a hundred and thirty-gallon tank for residents. So their hot water runs out like. You know, your grandparents' house on Christmas morning when everyone's trying to get up and shower at the yeah. same time, you know? Um, the uh, building common areas hadn't been cleaned in a while. There's no cameras really on some of the floors, no security in the building. The owner and manager, and this is, this is again... Um, Allegedly. From some of the residents, the owner and manager is lying to them about certain things, and they're just getting blasted. On internet, which sucks for everyone living there because they just want a safe, clean space to live. Man. Yeah, it's not good. It's very, very not good. Have you, um, have you ever had like a, a bad rental issue that you can talk about? <laughs> I mean, we all have those ones we can, we cannot say on air. Currently, I cannot talk about it. <laughs> right. Uh, because... But you have had bad experiences, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely had some bad experiences. Yeah. Anything weird happen, like, with a renter or anything like that? I can't necessarily say weird, but it. I will say it is shocking how one of the biggest apartment complex right. owners, uh, companies, can be so inept. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, every single one of them, absolutely inept. I, I will say which one. Yeah. I'm not going to say that. I wouldn't I wouldn't throw them under the bus like that like they did me. I was living in an apartment complex on my last uh job and they um uh, they essentially tried to kick me out early. Yeah. Cuz they were going to raise my rent by like oh gosh. $200 a month. Yikes. And I mean, we're talking like a little studio apartment. It wasn't big at all. Mm -hmm. And they were wanting me to pay like close to $1,400, I think, for a studio apartment. I was like, no, that ain't happening. So I'm I told good. them, I, I was like, you know, here's my intent to leave. I'm out of here. Um, you have to give 60 days to move out. And this was like a week into October or something like that. So I was like, all right, 60 days, 
December. I'm moving out in December. My lease was up at the end of November. I knew I was going to pay extra in December. Fine. They came to me like two weeks left in November. They were like, when are you moving out? We have somebody interested in your apartment. And I was like, I'm not moving out until December. All my paperwork says I'm not leaving until December. Yeah. Well, we have somebody ready to look at the apartment and move in in December. Um, okay. And I mean, I was looking to get out of there anyway, because they had quit cleaning the building. Um, they, the, the, the parking situation was really, really bad. Isn't it yeah. funny how anytime you looked at, you asked to see an apartment, they're like, no, we don't have any. They're all rented right. out. But when you're renting, they go, oh yeah, yeah. We, we're going to bring somebody by so they could check it out. Just yeah. a heads up. It's like, yeah. okay, then why couldn't I have seen it when I was trying to move in? Right. Exactly. So here's the kicker with this whole situation. I finally just broke and I was like, I want out of here anyway. So screw it. I'm out of here into November. Fine. And I knew I left some furniture that I couldn't get out on my own because I left in a hurry. So I expected that fine. I get another $500 fine from my move out. And I was like, what is this? They went, well, you uh, didn't give us 60 days notice. I went, you, I told you I was leaving in December. You told me to leave end of November. So I did. Also, you didn't give me my chance until like the second week of October to up my, to renew my lease. You didn't give me 60 days. Yeah. So that turned into a whole thing. I finally just gave up on it. I was like, I just don't want to deal with that place is now like 10% full and falling apart. And yeah. It's yeah, just, man. it's just karma, man. Oh, and I what? love it so oh, much. We're slumlords and we're paying the price. What? Oh my God. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 107.7 RKR Rock and Morning Show with me, Paul. And Mark Frank has. Climax Solar Studios. There's an exhibit in uh, Grand Rapids that I really want to check out before it's gone. The Jim. Oh, dude. Yeah. The Jim Henson exhibition. Yeah, dude. I've been wanting to check this one out. It's only there until the 14th. So it's only like another week or so that it's there. Um, but it's a bunch of, you know, the Muppets that you know. Like, there's some Kermit and Miss Piggy. Yeah. Bert and Ernie. The Count. Uh, I think the Count is there. Yeah. It, it talks about kind of like the creation of the characters, who puppeted them. You know, what makes Jim Henson puppeteering so much different from all the different, you know, standard puppets and yeah. stuff out there. Like, this is this is at the Graham, uh, the Grand Rapids Art Museum. Okay, cool. So, you have to go up there to check this out. Um you get to see a lot of your favorite Muppets, but Jim Henson and the Henson Workshop did a lot more than like the Muppet Show and uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. And Sesame Street, and Fraggle Rock and all that. They did um, The Labyrinth with uh, yeah. David Bowie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they did the Dark Crystal movie and then the series that they just recently did on Netflix. Yeah. Um, some of those items are on display too. Which is really cool because those are not, you forget that those are part of the Henson workshop because all you can think of is Kermit and Fozzie and all yeah. this, right? So I, I think if you go, there's it seems like there's an opportunity to handle some of the puppets. I don't know if it's, they're probably not the actual ones, mm-hmm. but at least models of them. Uh, there's an opportunity to create your own Muppet, which is really, really cool. Um, That's sweet. Yeah. I like... I mean, I have fond memories of Jim Henson stuff when I was a kid. I'm sure you do too. I was gonna say, you know, the new Pinocchio. That oh, they really? Did. That's a that's a Jim Henson. The the uh, Guillermo del Toro. They did stuff for the new Pinocchio. Really? Yeah. I'm gonna have to go watch that now. I haven't wa- I haven't seen it yet, and I was avoiding it. But oh my gosh, no, no, not the not the 
live action one with Tom no. the Joke Hanks. <laughs> no. Uh, no, that one's trash. The one with Guillermo del Toro is personally the best one they've ever done. That's phenomenal. Better than the original. Right. Sue me. I used to, um, I used to grow up watching a lot of shows with Jim Henson, you know, aside from the ones that everyone remembers. Do you, do you yeah. remember, uh, I think it was on HBO. It was a series called The Storyteller uh, that Jim Henson did. Do you remember that? John Hurt was like the main Gosh. storyteller guy and he had like the little dog. I'd have to watch it again. Um, that series got kind of dark. Really? Um, they had, there was an episode of that that it's, it's, the imagery is kind of burned into my head forever. Yeah. They had this huge dragon uh, puppet they used. And at that time, they were already starting to use mechanical and, and electrical type puppets too with okay. like servos and stuff where you move your hand and it moves with it, you know, that kind of thing. They had this oh. big dragon they called the Ultra Gorgon. And I'll never forget that thing, man. It was huge. And they talked about it on one of the like the creature shop stories that they did about Jim after he died. Um, talking about the production company, you know. Um, HBO actually had the Jim Henson Hour, uh, which was really cool. They showcased a ton of the stuff that he used to do. Um, he actually had one of the first puppet-operated CG characters. Gotcha. Waldo. Oh, dude. Okay. Now, you know, I just, I'm looking up images of this right now. Mm -hmm. Now I know Star what you're talking about. Right. It's like, I don't remember anything specific. I don't remember storylines because I was very young. Yeah. But I remember that imagery, you know, that um, the CG puppet was cool because you could see Jim Henson put his hand in the servo thing and operate it like a puppet. But the digital character was coming on screen. Yeah. And like moving along with him, which is really cool. It's incredible the stuff that Jim Henson was a part of. And I really, really want to go see this this thing up in, uh, in Grand Rapids. Yeah, that's pretty sweet, man. Yeah, they've been a part of so many different things. Like, mm -hmm. they've, they've had their hands in so many different works. Uh, <laughs> their hands one, in certain works. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, the weirdest one I've ever seen uh -huh. that they've been associated with, Mirror Mask. Oh, that is a trip and a half. I wasn't ready for that movie. I'm gonna go see this exhibit and just dive down a deep dark hole of of uh, <laughs> Jim Henson creature workshop stuff. Now you probably won't see me for a few. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 1077 RKR Rock Morning Show with me, Paul and Mark Frankhouse. Live for the Climax Solar Studios. Do you remember? Um, it was last year. I did that story about um, Southwest Junior High and kind of what it looked like from the inside because one of the guys from the Battle Creek Museum posted some photos of what the inside of that building looked like now. Are you talking about the vacant one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that Like one. there had been some fires and, and, and all kinds of stuff. The inside of the building is essentially burned out and abandoned. Um, there may, and, and that kind of sparked some conversation in Battle Creek about what might be able to happen with that building. Now, apparently there's some possibility that the old Southwestern Junior High in Battle Creek might have some new life being injected into it. Yeah. Um, he posted this on the the page, the, the uh, museum page back in November, that there's possibly a buyer for the building that oh, wants man. to get it and then turn it into apartments, which is kind of cool. That's pretty sweet. That'd be unique. Yeah. Huh. And like, I mean, you, you, we were talking about apartments earlier. It's, it's kind of difficult to find, you know, Kalamazoo Battle Creek are usually listed at, 
on like some of the most affordable cities yeah. in the country, not just the state, the country for people to move to. And finding housing here is not easy. I mean, it took me three months to find, you know, a place for me to live when I got here. And I kind of fell at a time when students were leaving the university, too. So, like, I kind of actually fell in a good spot. So, more housing available in Battle Creek and the Kalamazoo area is a great thing. Yeah. And then you would be in this cool, unique old building with all the history and stuff. Like, I've I've seen schools converted into apartments before. Mm-hmm. And they're always really cool because you get, like, the old school... You know, wood flooring, and then some of the rooms will keep, like, the chalkboards and stuff in there. It gives them an opportunity, too, to make some really unique apartments. Yeah. They don't need to be luxury. No. Because we already have enough of those. Like, we're paying luxury prices for non-luxury apartments. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> but, yeah, um, this is, this is kind of cool because I know the community was concerned about what was going to happen to the building because... Because it's burnt out, because there were fires inside, there were concerns about some structural issues. Yeah. I think structurally the bones of the building are okay. They just basically have to gut it and then refurbish it to apartments and stuff. I think it's really, really cool. I think yeah. it's a great idea. That'd be pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'd, I'd be interested to see how they uh, they flip that around. The only issue with that is, and I think I've mentioned this before, the last thing I want to do yeah. when I leave work as an adult is go back to school. Ha! And then I would literally be living in a school. Just have some some PTSD there. Be like, no, I don't I'm want done to, with it. I don't want to do any more math, miss. 